Hello there, my name is Peter Capaldi, and I am the new Doctor. Fellow citizens, it's come to the attention of my benevolent administration. New Doctor Who has been selected. This is, of course, all according to my plans. Capaldi has been subliminally programmed to become like his potty mouth character in the sitcom The Thick of It. When filming starts a new series of Doctor Who, we will say on air such words as and food. This will ensure that the enraged masses of BBC viewers will rise up and storm the BBC TV centre, casting up the false idols who run it. My minions will then take over, and the BBC will be the mouthpiece of my new order. Here endeth my address. What with him and Mum's Net? Have you not heard about Mum's Net? I don't think I have. Mum's Net have decided it's very poor casting and they don't want it to happen. People have disappeared due to Mum's Net. To Stackling Stories Podcast 165. Crumbly, your voice has changed. I think it's 166. <laughs> no, it's 165. No, it's 165. Okay. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, I'm Jean. I'm Adam. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Asda Man. And I, yes, I am... Bold. <laughs> Real Keith Dunn with a crushed ego. <laughs> he's not bald, he's got fluff. So is Karen, <laughs> Karen Gillan. <laughs> That's just going back there. <laughs> Put There's your fluff away. <laughs> okay, I'm packing my fluff away. Oh. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Sorry. So, on the threshold of a new doctor, on the dawning of a new era in hope. Have we got any news? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's the news. Staggering stories, world exclusive, maybe. Twelfth Doctor named. Hey! Maybe not so exclusive. In fact, there probably isn't a person on Earth or in orbit around it that hasn't heard by now that the actor to play the Twelfth Doctor has been named as Peter Capaldi. That's Capaldi, not Capaldi, Capildi, or (laughs) Smith, actually. Or Capillary, that was the other (laughs) one. Capaldi is probably best known up until now for playing the intimidatingly foul-mouthed government spin doctor Malcolm Tucker in the BBC comedy series The Thick of It and its film spin-off In The Loop. Mm. I never saw The Thick of It. He was most well-known to me from Neverwhere. Because when oh, I saw him, back. I went, he was in Neverwhere. He was. Did, did I ask you for that opinion? <laughs> no, but it says he's most common in He isn't most probably West Dunk. But, Jean, you're not common. You're a rarity. Status. Anyway, carry on. No, I don't want to now. Sport it. Like the Tenth Doctor, actor David Tennant, Capaldi is... I said it wrong. Mm. I said Capaldi. Mm. Mm. Pow. Again. Pow. Like the Tenth Doctor... 
actor David Tennant, Capaldi is a devoted lifelong Doctor Who fan. At one time in the early 70s, he even tried to wrest control of the official Doctor Who fan club. The 55-year-old actor is about the same age that William Hartnell was when he took on the role, Mm -hmm. with some suggesting Capaldi will actually be a few months older and a lot more alive when he he properly takes the reins, clearly making him the oldest Doctor ever, right on the heels of Matt Smith's youngest ever. The announcement of Capaldi has been received overwhelmingly favourably by pretty much everyone, with some apparent exceptions in the teenage female demographic. (laughs) Here are some quotes. Armando Iannucci, the man behind the thick of it. There can't be a funnier, wiser, more exciting Time Lord than Peter Capaldi. The universe is in great hands. Karen Gillan. Capaldi, superb choice. Oh, I thought I said Capaldi. No, 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 right. right. You're right, right. Start again. Karen Gillan. Capaldi, superb choice. Swear I've seen him in Pope. (laughs) Nick Briggs, well... I'm over the bloody moon. Worked with him in Torchwood and he was brilliant. A lovely man. He will be brilliant. A lot of exclamation marks. Yeah. And brilliant. A lot of brilliance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Colin Baker. Delighted to hear Peter Capaldi is the new Doctor. Very good choice. Another Scott, eh? <laughs> nice to have a more mature Doctor too. Bring it on. Yes, Colin. He <laughs> <laughs> was on the programme. Uh, John Cooper for The Telegraph. Capaldi's a brilliant choice, inspired, exciting, and totally different. I can't wait to see what his take on the Time Lord is going to be like. Hell, I'm even excited to find out what his costume is going to be, which is more than my man my age should really admit. <laughs> this really is a year for Doctor Who. And with Peter Capaldi on board, the Time Lord's future is looking pretty rosy too. Mark Lawson for The Guardian. Capaldi might have seemed more natural casting for the Time Lord's nemesis, the Master, so the main interest in his portrayal of the Doctor will be whether showrunner Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee, encourages him to maintain his signature screen-bursting energy or explore a gentler part of his range. Mm -hmm. As Capaldi is not only in demand as an actor but also writes and directs, he is giving up a significant amount to fulfil the show's brutal shooting schedules in Cardiff. His casting confirms that, like James Bond, the Doctor has become a role serious actors are happy to take on. Mm. I didn't know you wrote or directed. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. He gave up the punk band, though, didn't he? Oh, I I knew about the punk band. (laughs) Yeah. He's made some sacrifices, that man. (laughs) Like him already. Yeah. Now we have a quick-fire news roundup. Go, go, go. 2013, Doctor Who prom to be screened on Bank Holiday Monday, the 26th of August. You. Doctor Who Series 7 soundtrack is out in the UK, 9th of September, 2013. You. The extended The Hobbit, The Unexpected Journey, only 13 minutes extra this time, will be released on the 4th of November, 2013. You. Dark Horse of a new Star Wars comic series based on George Lucas' original pitch for the Star Wars, complete with an alien Han Solo and Anakin Starkiller. James Cameron is working on three, yes, three sequels to Avatar. Oh, God. A new Doctor mm. Who figuring collection, Partweb Magazine, is being released on the 28th of August. Ooh. Each of the 80, 6 fortnightly issues will come a figurine of a classic character from 50 years of Doctor Who. Includes the series' greatest monsters, all 11 Doctors, and the most important Daleks and Cybermen from every era. Don't you love it that that bit of news is already out of date? Because there are 12 Doctors. Yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, mm. exactly. The 81 figures then. Yep. Yeah. Six ninety nine. £6.99 each, yeah. Quite Times sh- 80. I'm not sure about the figures, you know. I've seen the trailer, the little advert for You them. want to buy it, don't you? It depends yes on the size no. That's it. and the yeah, weight that, of them and yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Any addendums? Oh, I have an addendum. What is your addendum? They've just released the top ten boys and girls' names for this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the top girl's name is Amelia. And it's (laughs) being put down to the, what they're calling the Zoe and Jamie syndrome from the 60s, where... Most kids were named Zoe and Jamie because they were the ones with the doctor. Yeah. Or the Sarah Jane Smith effect. Yep. <laughs> Didn't you have a, a, a Tegan? You, you know you know a Tegan? Yeah, one of our advertising bods. Yeah. There's yeah. a Tegan in a, a, a group at the moment. And Martin's daughter is Tegan. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's um, duet singing girls, and I can't remember the name of their group, but one of them is called Tegan, <laughs> and she's about the right age. Yeah. <laughs> My mate's sons are called Jamie and Gavrock. 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 <laughs> cool is that? <laughs> oh, we should have thought that. Could have called Andrew Gavrock. Well, we could, you know, we did a, did a uh, chance with the grand construct. Yeah, but he's Stormy. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm Stormy Gavrock. I, I don't know why, <laughs> no, he's Stormy, but we can sneak a Gavrock into the middle name or... No, I don't want to confuse the kid. It's going to be hard enough explaining why we call him Stormy <laughs> and Davros. why his mother punches us a lot. <laughs> Benjamin Davros Dunn. No! <laughs> no Clara, though. Not in the top ten. No. Not yet. Not so yet. only just started. No, so Rory. <laughs> Rory got his head chopped off last oh, yes. night. Really? Did he? Why? He was it serious? It was. I think it was terminal. Oh, and he didn't no. come back. He didn't time. bounce back. That's it. He's, he was. He played Lord Buckingham in the White Queen, oh, and he no. did betray yes. the king. He's the betrayer, and came to right. quite Traitor. a quite a sticky end. Did they oh. hold his head up? No, no, no. Yeah. But he I did. Think he did that would have involved actually having to cut the actor's head off, which <laughs> maybe get you know so could have yeah. stinted his stunted his career. Yeah. But he yeah. did some very good trembly bottom lip yeah, when acting it was as time. he was being led to the block. Why didn't uh, they ever run? <laughs> well, they were being well, held by about forty yeah, different yeah, people. Uh, had the iron shackles on, so yeah. he was, you know, doing the I've pooped my pants walk. <laughs> Are they eBaying the loose head? <laughs> I don't know. It was fourteen eighty three. They probably didn't have eBay back then. Yes, it There's another who actor that's going to be taken to the classics again. Mm. Mr. Tennant is doing Richard the Second, I think it is, and he's going to be at the Barbican at the end of the year. Mm. And we found out that Miss Coleman is going to be in Death in... Oh, yeah! We yeah. saw Death Death Comes to Pemberley being filmed in York and someone asked me, is anyone famous in it? And I said, I don't know. And it turns out Jen, uh, Jenna Louise Coleman is. Yeah. But she wasn't there when we were... But she wasn't there when we were there. No. Couldn't see. We looked. Stood you up. <laughs> it's a good horses. job, really, because we'd already been told to shush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Clara! Get the fuck! Capaldi said a bad word. (laughs) You you had a Capaldi moment. Capaldi, you've (laughs) Capaldied. Um, is that the end of the news? I think that's the I end think of the so. news. <laughs> that was a nice addendum. Did, addendum. We, did we say, did we send our best wishes to Naya at all? No, no, we, no, haven't. we have to. Have to. Yes. What yes. In an addendum-y addendum-y. Uh, yes, we have, an ad- addendum. we have an important addendum to the news, which doesn't apply so much to the acting fraternity or directly to the programme, but does affect someone that's dear to all our hearts here yes. at Staggering mm. Stories. Some swine burgled uh, our friend Naya. No. Oh, what? Mm. He's an utter git. And mm. Naya, we'd just like you to know that we're all thinking of yep. you. Yes. Yeah. May his knob knackers shrivel up and never <laughs> be of use. <laughs> we'll send Professor Dave round. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. 
Now welcome to court number 23 for the trial of talons of Wang Chai Ang. Objection. I haven't started yet. <laughs> What's your objection? It's so good. Why does it need a trial? <coughs> we could end it here. No, it's all right. Talk to people first. <laughs> it's always a last resort. My lord, my lord, my lord. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the face of it, it is a reasonable, exciting, or well-paced adventure. But let us examine this tawdry little four-episode. I'm sorry, my lord. I'm sorry. I cannot... Cannot let that go. It's a six-episode. Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Exactly. This tawdry little six-episode. I mean, if the man can't even get the episode numbers right, how can we trust him to prosecute this work of genius? We can't. He doesn't even know which episode (laughs) he's thingy wording <laughs> you have just rendered your own argument and I have no, to no. say I hope it's a four-parter because I'm trying to edit most of it out of my memory <laughs> well then sir you are clearly a cretin of the highest order the all that spews from your mouth is arse jelly <laughs> order order <laughs> talons of Wang Chiang is a work of genius absolute genius it's given us two of the best incidental characters ever created by man since eastenders cast dirty den and angie (laughs) there have never been two greater incidental characters than jago and lightfoot yeah that that is non-withstanding my lord Mm -hmm. but i i have to point out to the horrific horrific racial stereotyping mm. of the Asian gentleman of this particular um, no. episode. Yeah, and if, so, yeah, if you have the complete cast of Asian gentlemen, why do we need a white man yellowed up and have uh, slanty-eyed appliances taped to his eyes? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you are making the common, common mistake of judging something with today's eyes this was a product of the 70s set in the 19th century when these things were perfectly acceptable you cannot be allowed to airbrush history with your pc ways sort it out this is contemporary to the black and white minstrel show believe me a white guy with his iphone was the least of what was going on but as a result Mm. it couldn't be transmitted in some countries canada US, China. But again, again, these countries were judging it with today's eyes. Well, the, the, the eyes of the 70s. The show was set in the 19th century when the, these things were acceptable. In the 70s, there was a backlash against the empire that once was. You know, this is, we, were, we, were, we were giving back Hong Kong. We were, <laughs> we were apologising left, right and centre. Uh, and <laughs> for some reason, China chose to see the abject racism of may the I, period I, as I, abject I, racism. May I, may, I intercede here? may I intercede here? I think the one fundamental thing we're all forgetting is Mr. Lee Seng Cheng mm-hmm. wasn't. He was Magnus Grill from the 51st century, which by time mm-hmm. the people have all interracially married, it's very possible that you will have Caucasian Chinese people. I think you will find that uh, Lee Seng Cheng was in fact from the period. Yes. But Magnus Grill. Magnus, Magnus Grill was Wing Chiang. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, I fail to see how you can judge this show harshly. Big, fluffy rat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Apart from the big, fluffy rat. Uh, people have pointed to the pantomime horse in Warriors of the Deep. Which but, I say is worse than but, the big, fluffy rat. But the, it has its roots in the big fluffy rat. If we accept the big fluffy rat, then we have to accept the pantomime horse. And I say to you, then perhaps we should, because they were products of their time. It was the best that could be done at the time. You cannot judge the special effects with your funky-ass CGI computer-generated eyes. Excuse me, may I uh, submit into evidence an episode of The New Avengers? Which had more money than Doctor Who. Which roughly went out at the same time, and instead of showing a big, fluffy fluffy rat, rat, they showed a normal-sized rat in a scaled set. Mm. And it looked naff. (laughs) Looked just as bad as this one did. No, it looked worse because they didn't turn down the film speed. No. (laughs) And you're meant to be opposing this. (laughs) See, your own partner, sir, your own partner belittles your argument. Objection. Mm. I just don't like her. (laughs) Sustained. (laughs) I think think we really need to I'd just like to say I was talking about talons. (laughs) Too late. (laughs) I think we really need to just this story in a whole it had a lot going for it it had action and adventure it did we Mo- had young ladies running around partially dressed we did we had lots of well fit men having <laughs> hung kung fu fights we there did. was comedy there was no scarf it's one of the few stories where the doctor mm. left his beloved scarf at home we had the theatre it had everything had going for it we have aliens we have and dragons we had drug use we had drug use <laughs> what what more yeah. could they put into well, you also had some modern-day plug sockets. <laughs> oh, I see. We're going we're, we're to resort to the anally retentive no, no. brigade. I would like we? to point out at the point at which this film, electricity in the single form, not ACDC as we have it now, was actually available in a number of establishments and theatres. were one of the first places where electricity was brought in. Did they have 20th century plug sockets? They did. They did? <laughs> this is a time travel program. <laughs> <laughs> That's Magnus Green bought them back he you know he's from the 51st century he just was a hundred years out which is not a bad guess yes um, that explains that you, you, are, you, are, you are questioning the uh, special effects the the monsters the magnus grill himself mm. i find it quite interesting to point out that magnus grill who i believe was called Bentface, face <laughs> slathered under various latex was recognised as the actor on the set and people asked him for his autograph. I believe he complained and wondered what the what is the pigging point of wearing this stuff if people are going to recognise me. Worth a Capaldi, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that is that a quibble with well, the episode? Yes, yes, it is a quibble because it, it is the effects of the makeup and the um It's subtlety. <laughs> you would have complained if he'd been under a full rubber mask and unrecognisable you'd have said what's the point in having the actor but this was this was more subtle and prosecuting it was ahead of its time today's makeup is more subtle and this was the forerunner I 
have to say, I mean, I, I do not see how our erstwhile colleague here who's prosecuting can prosecute a programme that has Leela running around in her underwear through most of it. While soaking <laughs> wet. Excuse While me, soaking wet. I, I, can, I can prosecute it. It didn't go transparent. It did. Oh. It titillated me. Speaking of Leela, there was some particularly fine dialogue in this episode, which I dare you to challenge particularly when it came to Leela. Savage, you know, found floating up the Amazon in a hat box. <laughs> the scene with the meal with Professor Jago, oh, yes. where um, she tested his knife, it's a good knife, and promptly started tucking into a leg of lamb. And he, being the fine gentleman that he is, did the same thing. Not once did anyone comment how badly Leela smelt after falling over <laughs> in raw sewage. They were He's all too much of a gentleman back then. <laughs> <laughs> and apart from wishes of Victoria England... Everyone smelled like <laughs> And I believe the weapon he fired, Take claiming it was a Chinese fowling piece, wasn't. What, the blunderbuss? Yes. was an elephant gun. <laughs> yes. elephant yes. gun. Well, it's not Professor Lightfoot's problem that he doesn't know what his armaments are I'm for. Sorry, he has a manservant for may that. May I just say, esteemed colleague, it was correct. It was a fowling piece. It's just it was spelt different. He said it was a fowling piece. People expected to go, bang! It's actually an elephant gun. It goes bang, and people foul themselves. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's a fouling piece. <laughs> this episode has a lot going for it. The homage to Sherlock Holmes. The rip-off, mm-hmm. yeah. The homage to the Victorian vaudeville. Mm-hmm. The rip-off. The homage to the whodunit. Mm-hmm. The rip-off to the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yes. Jack the Ripper. Sherlock Holmes. It was all of its time, mm. and it was very well written. However, this was in keeping with... This came a break between this and Brain and Morbius, so you'd had the whole dark and moody stuff, and then you went into this. So this was very much back in that ilk of the Brain and Morbius and when they were remaking the horrors. And it had mm. the immortal line, Cripes, gov, it's a floater, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Said in a very I've-got-no-teeth yeah, fashion. And, and, and I think we have the the. the Crime against the British language. I haven't seen anything like it in all my puff. My nan used to say that. What are you saying about my nan? I was going to say... Is she a heavy act- smoker? Um, there's actually nothing wrong with that statement. That statement is absolutely accurately correct. <laughs> and it's a statement like I have in heard my in my youth. Excuse me, excuse me. This is the BBC we're talking about here. The, the BBC you- hadn't been invented back then. What? All I say is... <laughs> in, in, if you're are saying that kind of thing is it incorrect English? Get your car, <laughs> No, no, dear, dear, you're you're stamping on our argument. <laughs> it's perfectly acceptable English. <laughs> we did have some ropey magic tricks on stage. That's to be expected. All tricks, all magic tricks, are ropey, ropey. on account of the fact that magic doesn't exist. <laughs> when I say ropey, I mean sort of string or wire. Well, yeah. they were the rope tricks. Weren't they? <laughs> I'm sorry, I I fail to see how you gentlemen can possibly come up with a winning argument to and, and given, oppose this episode it was genius from beginning to end and, and it was long given, it was long and given that most stories in those days were four episodes the fact that this was longer this was six episodes and still held the, the plot attention. and the attention shows what a good story it was okay. so nerdy to you with knobs on <laughs> Right, okay. Have we finished? Yes. Can I just say, in summing up Mm. your judgeship, 
Leela <laughs> in wet underwear. Okay, we, we do have that. Definitely can, going for it. Can I just say, can I just say in summing up, fluffy rabbit. Rabbit? Can I just say in summing up, my learned friend first didn't know how many episodes there were and now doesn't know his rats from his rabbit. Fluffy rat. It did look more like a rabbit than the rat. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how good it was. So on the one side, we've got the big fluffy rabbit and or rat. That's like Jago and Lightfoot. We have Deadly Dudley on stage as a conductor. Yes. We have the great dialogue. All those borrowed elements. As if he isn't quite sure what he's going to put together here. Throw it all together. It's very finely balanced. I think quick summations from each side. May, may I say, it is a Bob Holmes and Philip Hinchcliffe. Yes, Bob yeah. Holmes. When he was maybe a little stretched. So perhaps each side can quickly, very rapidly... Give me a summation of their feelings for the fourth Doctor in total to help swing this one way or the other. Okay, fourth Doctor in total. A uncontrolled, zany, completely bonkers in all the wrong ways, flouting authority and causing more trouble than he's worth type character. Simply teeth and curls. <laughs> um. <laughs> did I miss your line? You did. Oh, <laughs> a hero who can stand back and let others take on the responsibility he knows they're capable of to help them grow and develop as individuals, but yet can be there to sort out problems when needed in a calm, rational way. And Sorry, sorry. I did not smirk or interrupt your address, sir. <laughs> Just calm and rational, big, bulging eyes. Hello. And... Will always ensure that you feel safe in his company and he will be there to rescue you. Mm. Arguably, the only thing to come out of the BBC in the 70s that it's still safe to admit you like. <laughs> I would say safe and drunk. <laughs> and what did he do with those jelly babies? Mm-mm. Sucked them. <laughs> he went to lots of schools and offered them to kids. <laughs> okay, so weigh it up then. I think the fourth doctor is clearly something of an institution. In many people's eyes, the definitive Doctor. So based on that alone, and the very finely balanced view of the episode itself, I have to find in favour of the fourth Doctor. Yay! (laughs) I have a quote for just such an occasion. (laughs) I tried really hard to find things wrong with Talons of Wing Chiang, and this is the quote I found. Every so often, Doctor Who will produce a strong story that defies the reviewer to find anything wrong with it. Talons is just such a story. Oh, very well said. Very well said. <laughs> Personally, I liked it. <laughs> it was yeah. rather good. And now, boys and girls, an interlude. Connect four. For those of you like our fake Keith who have not listened to this podcast... (laughs) We've suddenly gone up north. Our Our fake Keith. (laughs) Connect Four is where the questioner will read four things, one at a time, that all have a connection. If you figure the connection out at the first thing, you get four points. If you figure out the connection after hearing two things, you get three points. And And so so forth and so on. Thank you, Jean. That's right. (laughs) Go on then, ask the man what you got. Firstly, we have Hartnell. Are they Mm. people who've played the Doctor? They are, but that's not the point of this. (gasps) Yum. Mm. For two, we have Pertwee. 
Patui. Patui. Patui, yeah. Hartnell and Patui. Are they actors who've played the Doctor and have also appeared in military roles? No. Ooh, but you said that with a, ooh, that was close. With a, a, ooh, you're on the right track. Are they actors who've played the Doctor and have also been in the military? No. Uh, Is it Carry On? It is. Yes. Three points to Adam. What were the other two? Butterworth and Sims. Yes. That's very yes, good. Yes, I like that one. Mm, yeah, right. I've got one. Okay, okay. Not sure if I've done this right. First one is canine robots. Oh, things we had to throw out because they got wet. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. You had a soggy canine. We had we a did. soggy we canine. Left him, we left oh, him out in the rain. got rained on. Haven't you I'm seen the leisure hive? Of, like a version no. of MacArthur Park to go to someone left the canine out in the rain. Oh. But no, that's not the answer. Okay, okay. 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 For three points, Enterprise. Mm. Grey. No. <laughs> For two points, Liberator. And it's still not grey. I'm going to say, they're not all things at Irving's worked on because he didn't work on the Enterprise. No. John Leeson, has it he been in the park? Is it the people that made K9? No. Mm. For one point, Death Star. See, K9's the one that doesn't fit. Yeah. It does fit. Oh, it does. Or made of metal. No. <laughs> <laughs> things, that, things that have irritated you. No. Okay. Ooh. No. Could be. Flummoxed. They got Flummoxed. flappy ears. No. Death Star's got yeah. flappy yeah. ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it looked right angle, it looks yeah. like uh, Mickey Mouse. Um, it's well, just. Were they all very cheap to make? No. Oh. It's Go just on. things that blew up. <laughs> oh, 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 my. Is that not right? Yes. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. God, I'm sleeping uh, in the shed again this evening. Oh, you go for an easy one after that. <laughs> I thought that was quite easy. I thought you'd all get that by Liberator. <laughs> all right, uh, for four points then, Bean. Bean. Yeah. Things that begin with mister no <laughs> no is it characters Ron atkinson's played no oh. is it characters that would have made good doctors <laughs> the curse of fatal death no, no. next clue <laughs> okay for three points then local hero Peter Capaldi. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get the Bean reference. No, neither do I, but I know he was, he was in, in Luke. Luke. He was in Bean, the film. Was he? Was he? Yep, he was, was in he? Bean, in the loop, so my next one, uh, Local Heroes, I mentioned, and Torchwood. I didn't know he was in Bean. Which yeah. Bean? It's because there was two movies, there's the two American Bean. one or the British well, one? Well, there's, there's Bean, the movie, yeah. which I think Is was that the one with set in the art museum? Yeah, and right. then there's uh, no, Mr Bean Goes on Holiday. Yeah, Mr Bean's I think the first one he was in. Oh, OK. I have yet to see the second one. You've inspired me, Adam. Well, yeah. So who got that, sorry? Yes. Keith got that for No, I got it. I got you it. Gene got Gene, it. Gene got that one. For Keith three. was going, oh, but that doesn't matter. I, I was just having a heart attack. That's oh. <laughs> Do it quietly. <laughs> sorry. Got one. Okay. I've got another one. Oh, go, go. Go on then. Again. Right. First clue is Joe. Oh. Dead. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Second clue is Jamie. Companions of the Doctor? Or Companions of the Doctor starting with J? <laughs> well, that's both correct, but that's not the answer that's okay. on the card. Okay. Third clue. Mm. And you have to think the way I think. Oh, and possibly crumbly. Oh, Third crap. clue is Zoe. Zoe. Showing their legs? No. Or oh, mini skirts? <laughs> no. That's actually a they, very good one. <laughs> I don't remember Fraser Hines in a cat suit. No. They've all got big bottoms then. Actually, yeah. Fraser Hines nope. did end up wearing a cat suit in one of the episodes. Yeah. Underwater Venice. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that was such a grin. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Michael Craze. 
<laughs> and the last clue for one point, one yeah. measly point, thinking yeah. from the way me and Crumbly often think. Oh, Ian. Ian Zoe Boom. Uh, Doctor Who companion uh, names uh, that have appeared in EastEnders. One uh, point to Jill. Uh, is EastEnders? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'd never got that. I'm sorry. Well done. I, I wouldn't have got it under any other circumstances because I think I've only ever watched about five episodes of EastEnders. <laughs> a fairly easy one or a really hard one? What do you want? Let's go for a fairly easy, easy one. one. Okay. For four points then, Carnival of Monsters. Titles with of in the title. Oh, that's like everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Characters that have been later cast as companions. Uh, who in Carnival of Monsters? In Marta. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Um, ah, but no. Use of dinosaurs. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Three points then. Dimensions in time. Crapness. <laughs> Carnival of Monsters, Dimensions in Time. No. No. There will be listeners who will be screaming at us at this point. Yeah, won't oh, God, possibly, yeah. possibly. Third Program one. titles that seem to have very little to do with the actual episode. <laughs> Maybe true for these two, but not for the third one, though. For two points in, Dalek. Things that started off as a comic strip or other thing before it actually turned into a televised episode. Not sure it's true of the first two. Damn. Um, it's not that they're all classics if Dimensions in Time. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? It's, it's uh, <laughs> wait, 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 thinking. Oh, is it Cyberman? Yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Mm, oh, well done. Cyberman yes. appeared in Carnival Monsters, yeah, Dimensions in Time, the Dalek. Yeah. yeah. And the final one was Good Man Goes to War. Right. Cyberman. Very well done. The miniscope. Yeah, the miniscope, the quick picture of a Cyberman on. I was stuck on that word. Go on then, you've got a hard one for us now. Give it to us, Adam. A really hard one, okay. Go on then. Doctor Who. Brilliant TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not going to get this one on on four, I'm afraid. Revived TV shows. TV shows that ask a question. (laughs) It's like question marking Doctor. TV shows that have been cancelled. TV Uh, shows that are better when they've been brought back than after they were cancelled. Than no, that you're getting too specific. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. Yeah. TV shows that have had Tom Baker in them. Pray not all of these. No. Oh. No. No. <laughs> okay. I could think of is be TV shows where the lead actor's been deliberately changed. Mm. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Though having said that, for three points, Babylon Five. Ooh. TV shows in which a lot of the stars have popped off. <laughs> recently TV shows well one of or the main star is an alien I don't know Sheridan Sinclair uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking more <laughs> okay for two points then ah we haven't finished she, with three she said, no, she said she was going to watch some Babylon 5 yeah but I lied oh. <laughs> we're still thinking of ba- Babylon 5 Babylon 5 is it, is it shows not renowned for their special effects <laughs> Ooh. shows oh, where sh- at least 90% fair. of their fans are still virgins <laughs> oh Oh. I should probably still fair. Note to self, lose virginity. <laughs> <laughs> the two points then, Star Trek. Specifically, if you want it, Enterprise. TV shows that have had spin-offs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just name? Enterprise is a spin-off, hasn't it? Had yeah. a spin-off. As in, you know, Star Trek, surprise, <laughs> spin-offs. And Doctor Who, Babylon 5, and Enterprise. TV shows with British lead actors. Enterprise? No. Oh, I don't know which one's that one. <laughs> T- TV shows that have been filmed in America. Uh, but Babylon 5's filmed in outer space. <laughs> go on, this hot one. tub battery, I believe. Uh, um, last one, go on, get No, 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 just wait, just wait. We're here a while. <laughs> um, TV shows 
that have got no. shuttles names after them. <laughs> no. um, so not to, you said no after TV shows. Yeah. Hmm. If I give you the next one, you That's know a why. Big clue then. So it's not a TV well, let's show. have the next one. For one point in Star Wars merchandise. I can be more specific. Computer game Star Wars. Computer game Star Wars. Particularly Tie Fighter oh, Force Commander oh, Battlegrounds. Oh, Jedi Knight Two no, Jedi Outcast. I'm still not getting it. Um, I want to say MM more more pugs. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then say it. MM more pugs. Massively multiplayer online jobbies. All right. Uh, no, no, no. No, no. For B five and for sure. Doctor Who, that matter yet? So computer games for Star Wars, particularly. Not for the others. Okay, I'll be I'm more split then. Doc 2, Genesis of the Daleks, Babylon 5, Rumours, Bargains and Lies. I can't give you a particular Enterprise episode, I'm afraid. But is, uh, is it audio CDs? No, Ooh. it's actually... No. Give, us, not, give it away here. Michael, give it away, give it away. It's give it to us. an actor oh. who's appeared in Doc 2, Babylon 5, Star Trek Enterprise and lots of Star Wars games. Oh, got David Warner? No, he oh. hasn't done David Enterprise, Prowse. has he? <laughs> He's done Star Trek, not Enterprise. Anthony okay. Daniels? Nope. Um, Never did B5. Or oh. Doctor Who. Um, People are screaming at us now. No, they I, are. Scream louder! He had a little tanky. What? He had a little tanky in a completely different oh, program. Oh, Guy Siner! Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't think that deserves a point or not. Point. I think that's half a point. A third of a point. <laughs> if you'd have, that was very difficult. If you'd have yeah. included um, Curse of the Black Pearl, I would have uh, had that one. Come oh, on, the film, yes. Because yeah, yes. was, he was the Doc Master. He, he was in yeah. the yeah. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean many things. So I think if I've got all these... That was sort of... stupidly difficult. <laughs> I know, I know. Gene is ahead with four. I'm next with three. Scott has two. And then Fake Keith has a, a third or a half. Or... <laughs> <laughs> to count it. A point yes! of a point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you. I lost. You did. I did and have one for David Warner, actually. Don't we get points for when people don't get what our clues no. were? Because no. I should have had... Two more points there. Because <laughs> you didn't get things that blew up. Now, dear listeners, with the oncoming storm. event... It's not storm. <laughs> with the oncoming event of the Doctor's regeneration into Doctor number 12, or possibly 13, depending on what we find out in the 50th anniversary... 42, I think you've had. <laughs> there being a possible Doctor during the wars that we haven't seen. Anyway, get on with it! <laughs> given all of that, I'll... Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're we about to discuss regeneration. Love. Not anyone particular's doctor, <laughs> but as a whole. And is there only 13? And is there 13? Etc. etc. Just say etc. etc. Did you just cover everything in that yeah. sentence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she sort of just tail, uh, tailed off. Yeah, you know? she had to apply it. <laughs> but I'm going to go home now. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Right. Okay. So we start at 12 regenerations, that's 13 bodies. Mm-hmm. That is laid down in. Deadly Assassin. Assassin. Dudley Assassin. Yeah. And then it was torn to pieces in the Five Doctors. Was it well? When they gave the master a whole new life cycle. Well, they, they offered they to whether they actually him. could. Yeah, offered him a life cycle. A whole new 13 regeneration. So they clearly yeah. could do it for them yes. to be able to actually offer it. They're not going to do the biggest bluff in the world and think... Well, they do. They, 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 they did. It hasn't been on the planet for a couple of decades. Mm. And they did it again in um, Last of the Time Lords. They you actually resurrected, resurrected him. Well, in the Last of the Time Lords, the master says something about that 
the time after Vassalon lost control, the um, cruciform, the artificial limits imposed, had basically gone out the window. Ooh, Don't believe okay. he said it at all. I believe he said they got they <coughs> resurrected him to fight in time war, and then he yeah. ran away. You're yeah. making stuff up, Riddler. <laughs> no, I'm reading from from um, a. No, I'm not reading for Wiki. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you said Last of the Time Lords. I heard Last of the Summer (laughs) One. Was I humming it again? Well, I think you were. Sorry, I can't help it. Capaldi's almost old enough to be in that. (laughs) (laughs) There's your link. Is this when Compo went evil and tried to dominate the (laughs) court? He's always evil. Yeah. That that was the smell. There are some arguments the first two don't count because they were called rejuvenations rather than regenerations. Rejuvenation, then a forced change of face, wasn't yes. it? Yes. yes. But then there's the question of if you only get 12 goes at it, why did Leela waste Romana. so many? Romana, sorry, waste so many of them trying on new bodies? At well, one because point. her regeneration energy was still going. Exactly. It's like when he grew a new hand. Yeah. He wasn't series. completely locked in. And yeah, also, if I remember rightly, the Doctor left the Academy with a score of double omega while she got a triple alpha so she has more mentally attuned. But it still wouldn't impose on how many she could get through if it well, is a set if, if, it, if it's in the flux period. Yeah. It's like when you're playing a computer game where you can, can select your character what they look like. You can flick through all the options before you press save <laughs> and that's what she'd done. Yep. Can play it in God mode, then. That was quite deep. Wasn't that was. That was <laughs> very deep. Now, it's only for yeah. you. Yeah. I thought so. I think the whole question of if there will be only 12 regenerations stroke 13 Doctors is going to rather depend on how successful the programme is when we get to Doctor number 13. If it is still very, very successful, there will be a way there. It's sci-fi. Do you know what I find the most annoying? Mm -hmm. Is when me and Penny were at school and we were about 13, I wrote a poem in which I mentioned that he could only have 13 lives. It was back in the days... When children would run barefoot down the street chasing hoops. They used to do bread came unsurprised. (laughs) And where a shilling could buy you a portion of chips, a night at the cinema, and enough for a male prostitute later. (laughs) Did I hear Chips and male prostitutes, <laughs> or is that Keith? No, no you could did. you get back to the point? I've forgotten what the it point was. It was thirteen. You said something about thirteen. Oh yes, I, yeah. when me and Penny were at school, we were little. I wrote a poem about Doctor Who, and I mentioned that he had thirteen lives, and so should that change, my poem will be completely negated. Oh, that was a lot shorter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what to the clearly point. it's got to change because yeah. Yeah. they will be at thirteen. Quite soon now, yeah. in a few years' time. Yep. Well, I think we have had the arbitrary 507 thrown out. Russell T put in a bit of a joke. Yes, it did seem to come across as an off-the-cuff remark. The you, you can say it, but you've got to explain it. Yeah. Yes. What it comes out to. The, the idea of only being 13 always struck me as being something that was imposed. Because, let's face it, human beings don't live to a certain age in all pop their clogs unless you happen to live in um, Logan's Run dimension and it kind of struck me that maybe that's something that was brought in by society to stop overpopulation get 13 bites of the cherries and somehow it's genetically locked in uh, a switch well, presumably it is artificial initially it's now part of their genetics but yeah. at the time it was introduced um, well the question is although Gallifrey's time locked if it was something that was actually activated or imposed by Gallifrey or something on Gallifrey has that now switched off? So, I.e., I, 
whilst in theory, if they were still around, accessible to this dimension, they could flip the switch and the Doctor would peg it after 13. There's no one there to switch the flip, switch, switch flick the, the switch. Flick flick the switch. switch Maybe. You think I, that the, the President would have a way around that, though, if that were possible? Well, that um, true. There, is, there is a way around it, and it has been done in the show. If memory serves, and I'm willing to be mistaken, the Sunmakers, right? They had the race of the Mayan civilization, Mayan civilization, that thought that the Time Lords were gods, and yeah. they had a lot of access to Time Lord technology, mm-hmm. and they had artificial regeneration, and all of them on board the ship had regenerated like over a hundred times. And you've got the device mm. for Maldrian Undead as well yeah. that they pinched. Um, then you've got the whole thing of River Song giving the Doctor her regenerative energy but she gave him all 12 mm. regenerations well she didn't just give him one regeneration well, less than that, she'd is... regenerated a couple of times by that point. But, but I think but that's a point still, we raised at the time. Being, yeah. yeah, let's say she regenerated three times at that mm-hmm. point that's that's still a lot lot of extra top up so to speak mm. what about the false regeneration from stolen earth yeah does is that, that all started is that wasted does, does that count i don't no, know because again they didn't press save because <laughs> in theory we've now hit the limit already if that yeah. were true mm-hmm. particularly yeah. if yeah. we have regeneration in the 50th yeah in yeah. the past between yeah. uh McGann because and although he yeah. didn't change in that one he actually stayed as the david tennant doctor the whole cells did regenerate yeah. to yeah, save his he, life from, yeah. from being zapped by the it Dalek. Te- it was technically and it was, used. It was so just he, he expelled got rid of the last, into the hand. the last bit before he actually flipped <laughs> over into the new... Stop it, you're making up your own jokes, you two. So, was it ever said by the Doctor or anyone on screen that William Hartnell was the first? How do we know there no, weren't... No, we don't. We how don't. do we know there weren't he, Doctors it, before it's him? Never, um, it's kind of assumed... The nearest you can get to it is, I think, five doctors. With the first doctor was played by Richard Hundrell. Hundrell, yeah. yeah Hundrell, he, appro- yeah. he approached Davidson's doctor and said, uh, "Incarnation, uh, regeneration, fourth. Goodness me, so there's five of me now." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is the. That's the. But there's so much of five doctors that I tend to. Sort yeah. of ignore and there again, <laughs> it's a got, bad dream. Yeah. <laughs> there again, you've got that footage from Brain of Morbius. What the um, oh, going yeah. back through his lives, going back through his lives, which of course has been done in resurrection as Mental well. Yeah, but you had you had various faces oh. from the production staff. Oh, there's still yes, an argument yes. are they Morbius? Yeah, are they the Morbius? Yeah, yeah. I'm not denying that. Add oil to the water. If you're going as what was said on the program as canon and not flippantly in mm-hmm. the war games, it was indefinitely that they could regenerate. We can live forever, barring accidents. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that was actually said by the Time Lords. So there are lots of out clauses. Yeah, Yeah. Doctor Who breaks its continuity quite frequently. Yeah, this one has become too entrenched. This one has. This This one is an important one. We did also have Paul McGann being dubbed over in the movie, where he said, 12 and then they overlaid 13. Oh, I didn't notice Maybe that, we okay. could re-release that with 14, mm. 15, yeah, 137. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we feel like, really. It'll be something like even if um, during the wars that the Time Lords may have liked with the Master. Yeah. Giving him more regeneration. We, mm. Or yes. he may have stolen them. Or could he, he steal them? them? Yeah. Could well, he take them from the Master? This, uh, this is a question of the reason why John Hurt is not the Doctor. Hmm. He might be, he might have lived through that regeneration, that might have been that, but he's 
they've renounced him. Yeah, could because he because of what he did. He was willing to go that far. To... The thing is, what is the thing that he was willing to go so far on? We mm. think you know destroying the Time Lords and the Daleks, but perhaps it was he he knew the Time War was lost. There's no way they could survive, so he stole uh, lives from other Time Lords. Ooh. Perhaps that's like how Romana that. pops it. Last <laughs> thing he does as she's about to regenerate is steal her remaining lives. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible or not, but yeah, certainly my theory for a yeah, while. This, I, this I think is Adam's I've mentioned favorite. it before, maybe on the podcast, I'm not even sure. During the 50th anniversary special, we might have a scene where you see McGann forced to regenerate. A group of Time Lords all give their regeneration energy to the Doctor, perhaps force him to regenerate because of the energy going into him, uh, to make him their ultimate soldier. So mm-hmm. they need to give him lots of regeneration so he can get through the Time War. The Master had buggered off, he'd run off, yep. that failed. Obviously, Rastal on the comeback, he is a bit mad. So maybe he was the one who perverted the Doctor like that. The effect of all this turned him a bit Hurt. bad. Yeah, yeah, into John Hurt, basically. What edge. he does from there, we don't know. But uh, So he may not even know how many generations he has. He just has... Mm. X amount. Yeah. He, um, maybe he says 507 because there were 39 people in the uh, council or something. Mm. 13 times 39. You've done the math. And, so. yeah. 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 That would also match him with Eccleston's Doctor was still quite aggressive in some respects. Yeah. It wasn't exactly trigger-happy, but that whole bit within the Dalek, with the Dalek, you know, mm. you would make mm. an excellent Dalek. There is still an element of that, the soldier still very and, much And also, from. why he was, un- in parting of the ways, why he was unwilling to push the plunger to mm. wipe out Earth. Yeah. Because yeah. he was no longer that doctor. doctor. He did yeah. it once, but... Yeah. yeah. Be interested to see how, if we ever do, how John Hurt's doctor goes. How does he beat him with the pattern. We'll have to come come back to this after yeah. Christmas. Does he actually <laughs> commit suicide, yeah. trying to kill off the Time Lords and the Daleks? Does he somehow die of shame, or does he go into recluse and... Oh, I have my oh, own yeah. theory about Don, John Hurt's Doctor, but that's not for regeneration. <laughs> that's for another thing entirely. We'll, we'll come back to that after Christmas. Yes, it we'll just resulted up. in me getting really excited for the 50th anniversary. <laughs> I can't think. No, mine, mine involves sort of like body sharing and that kind of stuff. Oh, that so. sounds nice. Mm. But uh, which Mate. means he isn't the Doctor and he is the Doctor. Ooh, <laughs> it's a bit complicated. Yes, it is a bit complicated. But... On, on the regeneration front, I think, yes, they will find a way around this. The programme is yeah. far too popular. If, if the pop, if the programme was waning, and, and, and this was back in Sylvester's day, and it was waning and they wanted a good reason to tie it up and make it go away, then yeah, it would be canon. It would be 13th. Mm-hmm. It would be, be an outcall. They'd never do that. Even if it was waning, they'd always think... It's come back once. But now can't it's jeopardize again. coming it. back yeah. again. Now it's come back and it's been so successful. And it is still very successful given the ratings that the release of the new Doctor's name put in across yeah. the well. That's it. They will find a way around mm. it. The only thing they have to sort out is a way that makes sense within the established history of the programme that it set yeah. itself. Which is why I think it's got to be in the 50th, really, because it's got to involve the Time Lords. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind a retcon, but I object to a reset button. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And there is something in there, allegedly, which is going to be controversial Ooh. in the anniversary yeah. special. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah. Okay. So well, it changes Doc 2 forever. It does, no. it does make sense because we've had, during the time or period, it's in flux. We don't know what's coming on. We've had the Master brought back with a new regeneration set. Yep. We've had uh, Vassalon brought back, you assume, with a new regeneration set. Yeah. So it's got to have been something to do with that time. I period. think they were so desperate. Oh, at that uh, time yeah. That I'm they, willing to acknowledge. I could. Dis- 
imagine a scene of all these Time Lords just queuing up, effectively, like blood donors to give the Doctor their regeneration yeah. energy. To yeah, the, these, weren't awesome the ti- these weren't the Time Lords no. we saw in Deadly Assassin. No, no. These have evolved, as you say, they're desperate, fighting yeah. for survival. We saw the capital yeah. during the war, it all smashed up. Yeah. Desolation. Yeah. Speaking as we're on regeneration, mm-hmm. what's our reaction to the well, outpouring of either joy or horror to the naming <laughs> of Peter Capaldi as the Doctor? Particularly the teenage girls <laughs> who think the first Doctor was Christopher Eccleston and can't cope with the fact that anyone over the age of 35 might actually be a good idea for the role. Uh, I actually read one of the tweets or posts where it said, it is canon that since Tom Baker, the Doctor gets younger with each week. Which is clearly not true. Which is clearly not true. Peter Davison was 32, Colin Baker was 40. Yes. So, yeah. so you sit there thinking, well, well, okay, we'll ignore that one straight away. And John um, Hurt is actually the oldest doctor, let's face it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them that tie into the fact that he's the same age as William Hartnell, but what people yeah. have to remember is 50, what, 55 back when Hartnell played the character was quite old. You mm. look at people at 55, they'd have gone for a war, they had a lot harder life, their diet wasn't so physically 55 year olds then looked a lot older yeah. than a 55 year old does yeah, now absolutely. depends on the individual but yeah in yeah. general in and general Hartnell terms. was quite ill at the time well, so the was quite stages, ill yeah. and he was made up he's also, to yeah, he was wearing a bleeding wig so. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, if no one had told anyone Peter Capaldi's name, would they have actually said, oh, he's 55? He doesn't no. look... I mean, no, he doesn't. Okay, no. I'm, I'm not a young lady, <laughs> but he doesn't look that old to me, yeah. shall we yeah. say. I think, no, the age is irrelevant, I think. Yeah, yeah. and I all, think, this, all this hoo-ha about the fact that he swore in a previous role, it's called it's, acting. Yeah, he's an yeah. actor. I saw David Tennant's arse in a previous exactly, role. Exactly, <laughs> William Hartnell played some absolute swines what, in his uh, younger uh, days. What was the line that uh, Peter Purvis said about swearing and oh yeah he told a tale at Gallifrey yeah Hartnell was round his house for for dinner Mm -hmm. and um I think it might have been the Rolling Stones they'd been interviewed by some guy and they'd used the f word oh yeah yeah and Hartnell with no hint of irony said I don't know they're on the they're on a family channel and they're swearing <laughs> we, we've had swearing in Torchwood well yeah yeah. No, well the, no, this is the yeah. thing people yeah. assume because he swears in a previous role no, they're going to yes. make him swear as the doctor don't he, people yes. not get he, the he concept did, of acting he didn't Absolutely. swear in Neverwhere yeah nope. he was a psychotic no. in Neverwhere he was a psychotic in Neverwhere Matt Smith bonked Billy Piper in a previous role but you didn't see him doing Rose <laughs> I mean I, I have to say I expected it to be a male actor I thought they wouldn't yeah. be that stupid yeah. and oh. I did expect it to some, be someone older because the history of the programme is they don't follow like with like no. yes if you had followed Matt Smith with another younger actor and by younger I mean anyone sort of like under 30 mm-hmm. they would have been cast too much they, being they the would, same they were getting dangerously close with David Tennant and Matt Smith yeah um, it mm. would have been too too much or oh, another younger actor mm. etc those people who watch the original series and watch now or those that have only watched now but have bothered to watch the original series will appreciate that this is going to bring you on a different dimension there's a possibility of having stronger male assistants which would have looked strange against Matt Smith's very yeah. energetic performance yeah, look at Rory Rory often overshadowed the doctor yeah whereas now really? you could have or was killed yeah, yeah. One of the killed or now you could have a, a, a Jamie kind of relationship with the 
Doctor. Some of them have been going on about, oh, well, you know, this is going to take away what Doctor Who's all about and the relationship with his assistants. One of my favourite Doctor relationships recently has been Doctor and Donna. Mm. And let's mm. face it, he was too skinny and scrawny. I don't think she would have if he actually had to kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you go back in time and there was sexual tension between the Doctors. And the, I mean, there's episodes where Joe Grant straddled over to, um, mm. they, uh, John, John Pertwee's Doctor and you're sitting there thinking, should I be turning off? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Baker married one of his assistants yeah. and you can see the tension between the actors it's not that it hasn't always been there and it's not that it's Mm. new if the Doctor was still and the Doctor is still married to River but if River Song kissed Peter Capaldi it's not going to look that weird because there isn't actually much difference in their real ages of River's line I've never seen you this young because she I know all your faces but um, but but it wouldn't look weird because it's the Doctor when I was growing up was a father figure and an uncle figure and Peter Capaldi would be that for the younger generation now. uh, And one thing to point out to everyone that goes, ooh, ooh, this is terrible that this 55-year-old man is kissing this 26-year-old girl. When David Tennant's doctor kissed Rose, it's a (laughs) 970-year-old man (laughs) kissing. And who says he's going to kiss her anyway? Hopefully we'll have an end to that nonsense. It's the character. (laughs) It's the doctor. It's not the actor. It's the doctor. If you want to go on about old men, I think, you know... (laughs) What most people are worried about or complaining about that it's changed the dynamic, but the whole point of the show is changed. Some people have forgotten what the point of casting a new Doctor is. Peter Capaldi couldn't be more opposite from Matt Smith. And we've got a flipping Oscar-winning actor in the role now, Mm. and people are complaining. Not many people. No, No, I'm not sure. 99% of the comments I've read have been positive. Yeah, there are a few people, I'm sure a lot of these are made up too. All these comments from these these fangirls in... (laughs) Slow news day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to read, must admit, I was reading one bit, a fangirl was going on and on and everyone's going, go back to Twilight. And then someone put a comment like, oh, fangirls within Doctor Who fandom really get on my nerves. None of them know what they're talking about. And I just put on my Facebook feed and just went, ahem. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so like, you could hear someone having a quick look and go, you mean all of you then? <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'm excited about is the fact that he's a fan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. a child, mm. which is back to our tenant. Yes, yeah. which is something. Did you, you? I assume, like the rest of us, you saw the uh, announcement. Yeah. So much is being made of this. When I, he came on and he did the original waving, he then got hold of the lapels, rubbed the lapels, and looked down. He did the the trout and Hartnell yeah. bit. The amount of people that saw that and made it. Oh, so he's going to play an older? No, this was a fan having yeah. a moment. Yeah. <laughs> As a, the, the only thing, the only thing I'm worried about with that is I'm an old-style fan. I'm used to my doctors being introduced in the news roundup or in Nationwide <laughs> yeah. or, or, what is it now, the one show. Yeah. It's the, I can't get used to this circus of a half-hour episode broadcast around the world. It just doesn't oh, yeah. fit. I mean, yeah, to, to, my, to my mind, it, we're going down the Star Trek route where the get, bubble gets so big and it goes pop. I don't think so. I think that was a bit cheesy, but you know, let's, let's forget about that. Sorry, yeah. you, you were cut off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> yeah, so he's a big fan, which is great. He's going to come in with his own ideas how to do it. He's going to reflect the old series more yep. than Matt Smith ever could, even though Matt Smith has become yeah. a big fan. Yeah, he was mm. a fan of... He didn't grow up with it. Yeah. In the same way that Tennant did, obviously, well, a lot younger than the Capaldi, 
but uh, it's going to be interesting. And he's probably going to be the oldest Doctor we have in New Whoever. Mm. I can't see them going older than him anytime soon. <laughs> Next no. time, he'll probably go back to 40-something. Yeah. And he's probably going to be the last Doctor that is older than all of us. Yes. Mm. He's yeah, the only really. New Who Doctor who was actually alive when the show started. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even mm. Christopher Eccleston wasn't. And he was, what, 41 in yeah. 2005? Like yeah, yeah. Same age as you, isn't he? Unlike Eccleston. I think so. Very, very old. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Eccleston, Peter Capaldi is prepared for fandom. Yeah. He knows yes. how to be supportive. He knows how to take it. Because he's I, been part of it. So I would have found it... I should imagine, it, as we were saying the other day, him and David Tennant, it must have been really difficult because as an actor, you probably want to grasp the role with both hands. But as a fan, you know exactly what you're letting yourself in yeah. for. And whilst there's the actor that wants to play the role, there must be that fan within you that says, can I do this? And the spotlight you're going to be on. And it's mm. a bit like going on holiday to somewhere that you really, really like. Would you want to live there? Because yeah. you're no longer able to be the fan. You're going to be immortalised you know, in know, you're, you're more than the fan. You can't sit there and just enjoy this show now. You are the show. Yeah. Forevermore, you will be yeah. the Doctor. And I think in some respects, actually having that love for the programme possibly could make the decision harder than for someone like Matt, who didn't know that much about it, who's being given an acting role. He yeah. hasn't got all this baggage going on behind his head yeah. about, well, can I do this justice, etc., etc. Because we saw the penny drop with him at the, the proms the of proms, how definitely. big how this role was. Yeah. But didn't you love the little anecdote about his agent? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Missed the phone call, rung his agent back and said it's me and she said hello doctor and he just <laughs> laughed yeah, and really laughed <laughs> mind you lots being made about his um, role in World War Z or whatever oh yes. he was a who doctor yes. yeah. I World have to point out that that was yeah. probably a cast and filmed before Matt Smith even said bye bye, bye. exactly yeah. and the yeah. nine yeah, yeah. other people who played who doctors they yeah. funnily enough weren't cast by the BBC yes. so yeah. no I'm, I'm pleased mm. I'm, me I'm too I'm yes. looking forward to it I, I'm just sad that we've got to wait till August to get a full season oh, a whole year oh, away yes. yeah. Yeah. it's always been unfortunate at this period because it's always overshadowing the end of the previous Doctor yeah. I felt the same last time with Tennant yeah. more excited about Matt Smith's stuff than I was about the end of Tennant mm. yeah. and I'm starting to feel the same way now that's, that's <laughs> unfortunate we haven't even got to the 50th yeah, we haven't yeah. seen you've only got two episodes left yeah. they're both a, over, overshadowed that's another downside to the whole spoiler mm. culture we've got I yeah. don't yeah. remember reading oh, well, I was very little I don't remember reading anywhere that John Pertwee was going. I don't remember reading until the day after it was shown that Peter Davison was the no, doctor. The first, first, it was after we'd done, but I think it was uh, Tom Baker. Hmm. That's, as I said, the nationwide piece. Yeah. Mm. But that wasn't like six months before it aired. Yeah, no. Yeah. I seem to remember they announced them before the regeneration, but you weren't talking like this, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember. in advance. I remember the excitement when they cast Paul McGann after the show had been off for so long. <laughs> mm. Finally, there it was on the front cover of Doctor Who magazine, you know, and it was all sort of filmed and sort yeah. of done in sort of four months from that cover. There it was on yeah. telly. As you can tell by the final result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think with this, the papers were signed about four or five days before that special went out. I think two days, right? It's a Friday. Yeah, and I think the problem was, um, even apparently at the Fitzroy Tavern, 
it was already getting out and people were saying who it was. And I think this is the problem. If fans start to know who it is, and it's the whole thing, a secret is something known by one person, gossip is something known by two people, general knowledge is something known by three people. <laughs> and even in this day with Twitter and all the rest of it, you, it's going to be impossible to keep something like that quiet. Yeah, although they tried very hard, they didn't even apparently go beyond him. It wasn't a great casting session. Mm. It was Peter Capaldi from the beginning. But they considered him for last time as well. Briefly. But I think they were correct. He wouldn't have been right last time. But this time, yes. We've got a couple of audio clips just of Capaldi from that show. I'm sure everybody saw it. The entire world saw it. uh, (laughs) Virtually. To just remind ourselves what he sounds like. I think Malcolm's been banished from the, from the mirror by this new doctor who certainly would not put up with any of Malcolm's language or attitudes uh, uh, to, to the world. Um, I didn't really... Pra- I don't say I'm the doctor. I, I'm surprised now to see Doctor Who looking back. That's what's really strange. You look in the mirror and suddenly, strangely, he's looking back and, and he's not me yet. We, he, but he's reaching out and hopefully we'll, we'll get it together. So he's obviously still formulating his character. Yeah. He wants it to be just right. Mm. Well, I think Doctor Who is an extraordinary show. And and the thing that strikes me about it is that it's still here after all this time. And the reason that I think that it's still here is because of the work of all the the, the writers and the directors and the producers who've worked on the show. The the work of all um, the actors, and I don't just mean the fabulous actors who've played the Doctor, but also those actors who've sweated inside rubber monster costumes (laughs) and those who have to wear futuristic lurex cat suits. But the real reason, the big reason that Doctor Who is still with us is because of every single viewer mm-hmm. who ever turned on to watch this show at any age, at any time in its history and in their history, and who took it into their heart. Because Doctor Who belongs to all of us. Everyone yes. made Doctor right. Who. That's beautiful! I hate Zoe Ball. <laughs> she annoyed me. Yeah, oh, I love the chap. Uh, oh, what's his face? That was. Is it Sean someone? No, oh, no, the guy who just kept getting everything wrong. Yeah. Rufus, Rufus. Rufus hat. And he knocked on my door three times. No. It was four times. I'd get it wrong. All the places to make a mistake. I mean, he's got a tattoo of a Dalek yep. on his arm, yep. for heaven's sake. And didn't he drop in Peter Eccleston at yes. the Peter Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Freudian slip now, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> Of course, you know, there's five of us here. There's one person whose opinion we should have sought when it comes to who plays the new Doctor. Adam? Adam? Um, No, the person sitting behind Adam. (gasps) He's sulking. He's he's not smiling now. Does he approve of (laughs) his replacement? Let's ask him. Do you approve? Oh, I think he's retained an unusual yeah. response. Why yeah. is he directly staring at you? Is it because you haven't been here? <laughs> it's been a while. It might be. Yeah. It's quite, a, yeah quite say something. Response. Say something to placate him. Okay. Hello, 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 Head of Pertwee. Hello, Ashes of Knobnacker. Yes. What is Plastic Amy doing to seven foot tall plastic Tom? Oh, oh, no. She's <laughs> hugging him oh, in a very in friendly a way. way. He's yes. just very tall. Yes. <laughs> Moving rapidly on. You lovely, lovely, wonderful, lovely, wonderful, wonderful, lovely, Stop lovely, it. wonderful, wonderful, lovely people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's <laughs> got <laughs> stuck. Somebody give her a knock. You have been writing to us at MP3 and us, and we're grateful for this. And if you Thank want you. to show any, send any more, you can write to us even more at show... At... Staggering... Stories. 
Dots. Net. And our first contribution. Contribution. <laughs> Confabulation. Consummation. Mm. Our first is from Will. Hello, Will. Hello, podcasters. Oh. I really enjoyed watching The Trial of a Time Lord with oh. my school's Doctor Who club. Oh. Got more positive reactions than Tomb of the Cybermen. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. Everyone agreed that it was an interesting format, but with rubbish cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah so they were a bit repetitive, weren't they? You sort of talents of Wing Chiang, frankly. But <laughs> <laughs> we only watched one episode, but they got the idea. Tomb of the Cybermen was insulted beyond belief. By one episode, I think he means Mysterious Planet, doesn't he? The first uh-huh. story. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. Speaking of Tomb of the Cybermen, I enjoyed your last discussion and agreed with the defence. Not sure about Keith's fetish wear. <laughs> We're not sure about that. I was getting desperate. I'll admit that. My podcast is heading to YouTube in September oh, oh. due to us running out of space on the website. Oh, oh. Yes. We will still be able to appear on the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Yeah. Thanks for another great podcast. Will. Thank, Thank you, Will. Will. Thank P.S. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes. I realise I may have sent this in after your podcast was recorded, episode 164. So when this is played, you may have discussed Tom Baker instead of John mm. Pertwee. <laughs> Timey-wimey, internet-y stuff melts my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no feeling. <laughs> right, we also have one here from Adrian. Ah, Hello, Adrian. Adrian. From California. From California. California. Yeah. Hi, team. Exclamation mark. So it seems there is unhappiness since the 50th trailer was revealed at San Diego Comic Con and not in the UK. I'm not unhappy. I don't think Adam's not unhappy about that. I think it's wrong, but I don't personally mind. I don't want to watch it. I am a bit miffed the fact that it's only going to be shown at the con. So the most we can offer is bit miffed. A bit miffed. Right. A bit miffed. Okay. Yeah. Bit miffed. Mildly uh, irked. But even worse, BBC says they have no plans to release it online. What the what? That's not marketing. (laughs) So, of course, this is the first year I skipped San Diego Comic Con in ten years. Oh, Adrian! Exclamation mark. And there's no Twinkies still. Is this the Dark Ages and no one told me? uh, Question mark. Oh, punctuation is so important. It really is. Sincerely, Adrian. From California. I hate to rub it in, Adrian, but we did see Twinkies in Cambridge. Oh, yes, yes. we did. Mm. We did. Yeah. thing yes. is, they were a pound of Twinkie. Yeah. I think they were about one ninety nine. Really? Oh, per wow. Twinkie. Terrible. Per twinkie. Yeah, per twinkie. they were quite expensive. P.S. Oh, dear. Ooh. Sounds painful. If the trailer is online somewhere, my ADD, American Brain Can't Find It, please send the link. All I can find is, admittedly, a well-done, fan-made, fake trailer. Me. Yeah. I... I actually don't believe it is. No, no, I actually set, think, if I remember rightly, Moffat, the vast toffee, yeah. went and publicly said, if this trailer is broadcast he on did. YouTube anywhere. He did say it, yeah. Yeah, if, if this trailer is broadcast on YouTube anywhere, then this will be the last of any Who content at the San Diego. No, Republic. last trailer. Last trailer. Last there exclusive trailer. For that and Sherlock. Yeah. But frankly, they shouldn't have exclusive trailers. Yeah, so no, no, yeah, I don't think yeah, yeah. that's slightly, slightly arrogant, yeah. in my opinion. But yeah. yes. there we go. I'm not a spoiler-phobe, because I'm one of these people that I can watch all the trailers in the world, but I still take the logical brain yeah. out and watch what I'm watching well, for I, what it is, kind of I, stuff. I usually forget by the time it yeah, comes. Yeah, I've also on. got the brain cells and <laughs> yeah. the goldfish, so it's a problem. But so I don't see the trailer. Yeah, you know, it's not a biggie. I, I still see the program. 
Yeah, and it'll be surprise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I've got one here from Gareth. Hello, Gareth. Gareth. Hello, Staggerers. Where's Peter Capaldi? What do you know? Drat. Still a great choice. I'm quite chuffed at having an older doctor. Sorry, kids. Being an old fart, it's nice to have a doctor who's older than me for a change. Let's hope they take the time to give him some solid stories. If they do, it could be a golden age for the show. I've been catching up with some big Finnish audios and have to recommend Circular Time. Oh, yes. yes. Well worth a That's listen. A I would love to see more of the writers from the audios writing for the TV show. It's a great shame that Rob Sherman and Paul Cornell haven't been used more and the authors like Mark Platt deserve a shot at the new series. Mm, Surely. Now the vast toffee. Amen. Amen. Is anyone bothering to take notice of anything he's saying? Mr. Ocean is one thing, but he seems to positively enjoy out-and-out lying to people. Right, enough of my waffling. Time to be put back into my Zero Camlet, which this week smells of damp cabbage. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the show as ever. Cheers, Gareth. Thank you, Gareth. Gareth. We, we've said that before. Yeah. yeah. It's just got boring listening to what he says, knowing that he's just lying through his teeth. He's there's, got it. Uh, well, there's No, different... why don't just keep his mouth shut and not say well, anything? people keep asking questions. He's got oh, to... Then he just says... Uh, no comment. Uh, yeah. But there's, there's, there's a difference between misdirection mm. and there's a difference between lying. Is- I This is going to be the most Who episode Doctors this year. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. And also, no, it is the Doctor. It's definitely, definitely not a clone or a robot or a test well, selector. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it doesn't have, doesn't have to lie. Just wink and say, stay tuned. Mm. Wait and yeah. See. Yeah. Okay, and we have another one here from Adrian again. Oh, hello, hello again, Adrian. Hello again, Adrian. Yeah. Twice in one night. (laughs) Stamina for you. Well, team, I have something grand and insightful to say about something last week, but now I forgot. (laughs) Curse my non-regenerating brain. Anyway, just want to say hi to all of you. Also, those who wanted Helen Mirren as next Doctor, just squint your eyes when you look at Peter Capaldi. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, I was kind of underwhelmed when they announced him, but after seeing the special, I'm more excited. Mm. It's a brave choice to go older. Perhaps risky, though when it seemed the world has embraced your younger, hipper new who, but now the world will need to get used to who the original way. Yes. But if they were going to go older, then doing this right after Matt was the perfect time. Later, Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. Um, When he entered the bookies list, I could see him. I could see him as the Doctor. There were some there I couldn't see as the Doctor. Okay, yeah. But I I could see him. Some I didn't know well enough to say either way, yeah. I argued with every Doctor Who fan at work the day he entered the bookies as to why he would be the best, and, <laughs> and no one believed me. They were still harking on about women and everything else, <laughs> no. and I didn't get a single text after he was announced. No <laughs> comment, not even smug it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Any more letters? We have a couple of audios. Uh, starting one here from Evil Dave. Evil, Evil Dave. Dave. Hello. Yes. Hello, Staggering Stories team. Hello, Head of Pertwee, etc., etc. It's Evil Dave coming out of hibernation to give you some much overdue feedback. Some of yeah. your recent discussion has prompted me to send something in. As your self-confessed gothic listener, I picked up on the brief comment you made regarding... The artistic, creative side of cyberpunk and steampunk. And Mm -hmm. as a collector of music, I feel I can illustrate the differences between the two. When it comes to cyberpunk, in my opinion, the leader of the pack is the Canadian band Frontline Assembly, who were among Mm -hmm. the first to hook a guitar up to a computer and tweak the sound that way. And throughout their many albums, 
they've kept to the theme of man and machine. This sample from their hit single, Mind Phaser, showcases their electro-industrial approach. Next is a band called Raised in Black, based in Hawaii. The ringleader also goes by the name DJRIB, and he has another project that is more trance-oriented called Transmuter. He tried to give name to the rise of this more electronic version of goth by calling it Neo-Goth. That never took. Most people refer to it as Cyber-Goth, for obvious reasons. But an anthem within the cyberpunk music scene is the Raised in Black song, Siberium. And finally, in discussing the darker aspects of cyberpunk, you come to a form of music known as Dark Electro or Hell Electro. And leading the pack here is a Bavarian by the name of Rudy Ratzinger, who goes by the moniker Wumpskut. And much of his music revolves around dark science fiction and man's inhumanity to man, such as in his song Silent Green, which samples from the German dub version of that iconic film. As you would imagine, <laughs> steampunk has a much more genteel and pleasant nature to it. <laughs> and when speaking of steampunk music, the first name that usually comes to people's lips is Abney Park. Yes. However, the music of Abney Park is much debated amongst the steampunk crowd, as though they dress in steampunk fashion, their music does not necessarily lend itself to what diehard steampunks might think. For instance, I know that steampunk author Adam Christopher, or Ghostfinder on Twitter, doesn't feel that Abney Park deserves recognition as a steampunk band. Mm. But here is a bit of their song one, and you can decide for yourself. It's a bit techno-ish, you see. Being closer to what people might expect of steampunk music is Emily Autumn, a virtuoso on the violin and also a harpsichordist, among also being a vocalist. And her music that she terms as Victorian industrial is just what you might expect. The attitude of the Victorian era overlaid with more modern industrial influences. And if you get a chance to see Emily Autumn live, I recommend you do so, as it is half rock concert, half cabaret. Emily spent some time in an institution, and her shows reflect that, as they put on guises of being women 
kept in an asylum for lunatics, dressed only <laughs> in their bloomers, as they make off-color jokes and do such <laughs> elaborate Gene performances. Gene and mine's retirement plan. <laughs> hoops. What do you mean retirement? Now. Hazel O'Connor. Closer still, I think, to the sound of steampunk is friend of our show, the Inside Outcast on Geek Planet Online, plug plug, Jordan <laughs> Rain, who now lives in your very own London, and she combines <laughs> the music Bond. of the Celts with a touch of industrial for haunting, poignant songs that are historical in nature, often, yet manage to sound contemporary. Here is a sample of her song, Proximity of Death, Blue-Eyed Boy. Yet there is another related form of music to steampunk called dark cabaret. And as you can imagine, it's cabaret music with gothic overtones. And a musician going by the name of Voltaire, which actually is his name, is pretty foremost in that group. Moreover, he is a fan of science fiction and fantasy. I am fortunate, as I have some connections with some music labels that I am a DJ and have been given permission to play his music, though as time is short, I'll have to postpone that for some future feedback, mm. as he has a song about the Doctor, which oh, would do ooh. very well on your show. Yes. Oh, and speaking of our very own show, we recently surpassed episode 200, wow. and congratulations! we owe some of it to the Staggering Stories. Oh. Your show was... One of the first to which we subscribed, and as I am still listening to the show, it shows the strength of your dynamic as hosts, and if there's anything I've picked up on from your show, it is how you relate to your fans. So my respects, also I like this new older doctor, and it seems I might start watching again, if nothing else, then to see how he does the first few episodes. Yeah, he seems to combine to yes. charm and elegance with a touch of mischief, which is perfect yes. for the Doctor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Yeah, well, yeah, don't Thank you. The, the only one in England, there's quite a predominant um, steampunk group called The Men That Will Not Be Hung. Is it Men That Will be Not Be Hung? Yeah, I think it's when... Men not Well Hung. No, not well hung. Mm -hmm. But there is there's quite a burgeoning steampunk, and it tends to be it is a bit more cabaret with music. It's not just the music. There's they a put, whole performance a to oh, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you will get just music, but quite often there'll be a video show going on behind, or there will be some kind of performance with with it rather than just yeah. sort of synthesised music. It is almost more folky if there is any synthesized type sound it tends to be done with industrial machinery rather than with synthesizers because synthesizers doesn't fit in with the whole look yeah, kind yes, of thing yes um but no, that was quite interesting it'd be nice to steampunk version of the doctor be interesting. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the samples there. That was my yeah. first foray into yeah. uh, Steve. Yeah. Okay, well, one final bit of feedback from Guess who? 
Yeah, it's Reese. Reese. What's going to say about Capaldi? Hello, Staggering Stories team. I'm back after not providing Hello. feedback for the last episode. That's about make it time. a month since people last heard my inane wafflings on your <laughs> marvellous podcast. Waffle away, What's happening that month? Yeah. The announcement of John Williams returning to Star Wars. Mm, the announcement yes. of uh, Subwood playing the 12th Doctor. Uh, I've forgotten his name. Oh, it mustn't be too important news then. Uh, no, it is. I'll get back to that. I'll just go to quickly talk about John Williams though, and Star Wars because it kind of ties in with something that Adam said about not having iconic theme tunes or iconic music for movies nowadays, which I agree with. But I think that might be because if a composer nowadays, well, I say nowadays, John Williams is still doing work, but if a composer tries to fit in with a Superman, Star Wars, Indiana Jones kind of theme tune, people just say, well, it was good music, but the theme tune was just kind of uh, trying to rip off John Williams. You know, I think (laughs) because John Williams has cast such a niche for himself, then... If people try to, if it just feel like an imitation, I guess, if they try to do the same thing, I, I don't know. Mind you, I personally think that the Avengers theme tune by Alan Silvestri fits in and does the job. It's quite grand and quite big. Yeah. Although you really can't hear the Avengers in the music, whereas in Superman, you can almost hear the word Superman when his credit or the, <laughs> trying to figure the name, the title card, the I guess, the logo. There we go. <laughs> Why did I forget the word logo? But when the logo shows up, you can hear uh, Superman in the yeah. music. So I don't know. But it's that kind of touch that he has, which makes, I think, his theme tune so um, popular and why I think maybe nowadays theme tunes aren't so popular. Anyway, that's food for thought from a couple of weeks ago. Now to move on to more recent stuff. And the casting of Peter Capaldi as the new doctor. Because I tried to make it less important than it really is. I'm personally (laughs) really happy with him being the doctor and I can't wait to see him. Uh, I'm just quickly going to talk about the announcement and my thoughts about fans' thoughts on (laughs) Peter Capaldi. First off, the announcement show, whilst there's still a part of me that would have wished them to keep it secret right up until Christmas Day or whenever he comes in, you know, like the last minute or two, like the end of time for Matt, have him come in in studio, not be seen. Yeah, that would yeah. be nice. That would be fun. But that's not the case. That's not what's it happening. Happen. Never mind. Uh, we know who he is now. So, well, who the next Doctor is going to be? Because we already knew who Peter Capaldi was. We knew he was an actor who's been in Doctor Who before. And tortu- No, bad joke. Never mind. <laughs> <clears throat> Covering that up. But I've got to say that uh, people complained that it was a bit too glitzy and glamorousy for the Doctor Who they like. Cheesy. But uh, yeah. if they're going to announce it, they may as well do it in style. And I appreciate that, that they did it in such style because I'm one of the Australians who got up at four o'clock in the morning to see it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> commitment. Because I had a cold and I've still got it a bit and I just made it worse by doing that, but never mind. But I really <laughs> appreciate it. And I loved seeing Bernard Cribbins and I loved seeing yep. Peter Davison and Colin Baker and the previous Doctors and Companions. And it was good. I liked it. I think it was a good show. It was also like a practice for the 50th anniversary, doing the whole uh, international broad- broadcast. And I think, mm. yeah, yes. good practice, yeah. good job, nicely done. But yeah, I don't see a problem with it. And also, this is to the people who are picking on uh, Rufus Hound for making <laughs> a couple of mistakes. <laughs> and the most if you want proof of this, um, yeah. just go and read his blog. I don't know what it's called, but just Google Rufus Hound blog. He wrote a post saying he wants to shoot himself in the head because <laughs> he made a couple of mistakes. And we nerds jumped in to correct him. And I just thought, oh, shut up, Doctor Who fans. It was we an make so mistake. Many we all make them. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I knew I'm that people were around the world the watching at 4 o'clock in the morning, or in the case of my co-host at the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, 1 o'clock in the morning, because he was in a different time zone oh. on the western coast of Australia, then I'd be nervous. Yeah. It was all the way around the world. People were watching it. I'd get nervous. 
And he yeah. basically explains that the first mistake was because he was nervous and it just didn't come out correctly. And the second one he uh, said was because uh, he knows Peter Eccleston, who is Christopher Eccleston's brother. So he kind of uh, uh-huh. thought of the Ecclestons and accidentally said Peter because, again, he's nervous. But he knows him, too. So he's got a bit of an association with him. So I completely yep. understand and lay off Rufus Hound, OK, guys? He feels <laughs> sorry that he made the mistakes. He didn't mean to. And I'm sure death. you would too under that kind of examination or pressure. <laughs> Talk about less than that. You know. Anyway, <laughs> after the announcement had finished at about 8 in the evening for you guys, about 5 in the morning for me, I had the great honour, whilst we were interviewing him for the 20 Megabyte Doctor podcast, Name. of telling Andrew Cartmel who's playing the new Doctor. And I do have to say that yeah. that didn't hit me how special that was until after the interview and I thought, huh, I got to tell that guy. <laughs> that guy. Why wasn't he watching it? Wow. <laughs> but now to talk about Capaldi and his casting and all that. Well, one, I personally am really, really pleased. He's a great actor. He was pretty cool in uh, Doctor Who earlier, the uh, Pfizer Pompeii, and yep. excellent in Children of Earth. To be honest, I thought his character was a bit flat and dully written in um, Pfizer Pompeii, but he yeah. did a fine, fine job in that. But I've got to talk about the supposed issue. You may have heard my fingers doing the quotation marks in the air. The supposed issue with his age. As I said in my blog post that I posted on the Staggering Stories Facebook page, I just pointed out that with anything where you have to cast a main character, it's all about how they fit in with the plans of the character, how their interpretation of reading the audition script for the role, you know, how it all fits in with the plans for the future and the cast members and the director and the producer and every other element of the show. Mm -hmm. But this is the point that actually I thought was really interesting and I'm surprised I forgot to mention it, but it's something Adam mentioned. There's also the fact you've got to compare it to the previous Doctors and contrast yeah. the previous yeah, Doctors. Sorry, yeah, um, I think it was specifically thing. mentioning the singular previous Doctor, but I think you've also got to fit it in with the history of Doctor Who, because if they cast Bruce Willis, known for his action <laughs> movies, as the Doctor, then he'd have Good to attack. turn in a really good performance to get out of that typecasting, but also, you know, it might change the way the Doctor was going. So... Um, that was just a name I picked out of the air, by the way. Sylvester <laughs> <laughs> Stallone, same sort of thing. Oh, cast oh, Brucey. Kind of guys. You've got to fit it in with the history of the show. And Well, one, he knows the history of the show. He's a fan, which I think is excellent. Yeah. Two, he just looks appropriate. And he's a yeah. contrast to Matt Smith, who was younger and a bit more quirky. I could see this guy being a bit more a bit more serious, maybe, but still doctory. And, you know, he he's fits in. He's a contrast. He's mm. a bit tenetish in a way, in the way he holds himself in the interviews. But that's just, you know, they're both quite slim, tall blokes. That's probably that's all that <laughs> the similarity is. Well, they're both Scottish, too. That's why he works, I think that's why he's going to be really good well, hopefully he's also he a really good actor too, too. Yeah. but yeah this is a message to the fangirls out there who were lusting after david tennant or matt smith it's a bonus that they're apparently good looking to you Get just because they're it. not like jared paddis lackey or whatever his name was or is from supernatural and you know the two guys okay. from supernatural or the guy from the new robin hood just because he's not good looking and just because you can't Who lust after him doesn't looking. mean he's not going to be good. That's not how I judge a show. I don't judge a show by the looks of the main character. I judge it by the talent of the character, the idea of the show, the writing for the show. That's why I love Doctor Who. It's amazing. It's got amazing actors, amazing music, amazing writing, an amazing simple idea. Here's this guy who travels around in a box that basically lets you tell any story you want to tell by being able to go anywhere in any time in that place. That's why I love it. Not because the title role is a hot actor playing him. 
it's the non-title characters, like the companions that are hot, like Amy and, and uh, Clara and Rose. Oh, all right, Karen and Jean. There's also Captain Jack and Rory. <laughs> oh, and Scott. He's there for you, too. I suppose he's, <laughs> he's all mine, girls. Jab. Sorry, Scott. Um, as to mad. <laughs> yeah, I just... I'm annoyed that that's how, one, how they judge the quality of this guy going to play the, the character... And two, they get the, over it. it's enough for them to want to stop watching. It's a very shallow point of view. But the I thing is, that's not me. I'm looking forward to it. They can stay or they could go. I couldn't care less. To quote uh, Peter Capaldi's role from The Thick of It, well, <laughs> f***ity bye. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to Capaldi as the Doctor. So I'm also really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it too. You all seem quite happy with it from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear your yeah. words in my ears. So uh, I shall say farewell for now and speak to you next time I speak to you. He says, avoiding the use of the word next episode just in case he misses next episode <laughs> and doesn't have to come up with an excuse as to why. <laughs> anyway, Any see you next time. I'll speak to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ha- having an older actor who is, I think, rather dishy does mean that some of us older fans are allowed to lust after the Doctor <laughs> now without quite feeling like we're cradle snatching. And I can't, I can't believe all these these teenage girls who say they go stop watching really are watching it just because they think Matt Smith or Tennant wherever is attractive. You've never been a teenage girl. <laughs> believe me, that <laughs> is a possibility. possibility. That Fairly age. enough. Yeah, you must, yeah. You must yeah. get something yeah. with the stories. You no, must no, drawn it's just very small. I couldn't tell you what happened, but all I know is Peter Davison was in it and he was hunky. Okay. Yeah. Mike Holloway, Flintlock, could have yeah. been in anything other than what he it's was a teenage in. girl thing. If you think about Hartnell, Troughton and Pertwee's performance, there was a lot of character in their face. Yeah. And half the emotion in the scene was carried by the, the lines in Pertwee's brow. because it was badly written. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, the intense anger with Hartnell. You know, you saw yeah. it in his face. I mean, we will yeah. lose, lose a few fans but it's more that they would have been fans of Matt or fans of David rather than yeah. fans you, of the longevity yeah, they'll of the be show. back with extra get, generation yeah and we'll get new ones oh well interesting times mm-hmm. right, that's it I think for I feedback think, yes. that brings us to the end of another episode of Staggering Stories oh. but for more news reviews who old and new fun frivolity and jollity we'll see you next time <laughs> I'm Fake Keith saying goodbye goodbye au revoir see ya bye <laughs> You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast series one, number 165, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, Scott Fuller, a.k.a. As the Man, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. It's come to your attention, my beloved. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> Get the laughter out now. Get the laughter okay, out okay, now. Okay. Giggle. Capaldi has been subliminally proud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say. Say f***ity. Let's go. So much for these edits. He's channeling his character. Yeah, yeah. Dark Horse of a new Star Wars comic series based on George Lucas' original pitch for the Star Wars. You! Complete! Oh no. Sorry? <laughs> oh, no. You're a bit previous. Oh, please. <laughs> Premature, dear. Premature. For a man his yeah. age, it's quite disappointing. <laughs> I'll work on that. Would you like to start that one again? <laughs> From the beginning? Mm. Yeah. Oh no.
Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was the pathetic. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I nearly got through it. It's his fault. Would you, would you like him murdered? <laughs> yeah, go on, go for it. We're only one man down. <laughs> this is going to be a very long podcast. Very long, it is. Oh, dear. Cross his chair. <laughs> Including the series' greatest moments, all 11 Doctors. Monsters! monsters. Is this monsters? What did I say? What is this moments? moments? Oh, God, okay. This, this one is doomsday. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be here a while. Start again from includes. Start again from the bloody beginning. No! <laughs> Can you do Judge Dreadface? No. That's it. <laughs> More Gumby, really, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to gurn. <laughs> Can you say Drock? Drock. Mm. Drop. Your voice gonna break? It won't. <laughs> <laughs> when the rest drops. <laughs> Not really, I just need to take my bra off. <laughs> so we're all dropping then? I think we all are. Right. <laughs> I'm actually coming back up. <laughs> Bye. <Ew. laughs> He's looking uncomfortable over there. And he's in the crisis chair again. He's in the alcoholic thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's one long chunk. Can I use any of this? No. You've got a very high opinion of yourself. <laughs> Mr. Hulk. <laughs> Is this a sign of things to come? We have a new doctor that plays a sweary role and suddenly this podcast has got exceedingly smutty. I'm, I'm just suddenly <laughs> thinking of Mock the Week. You know, no, you try to stop them. I know we can't use any of <laughs> Stop <laughs> mentioning the anal lube. <laughs> Welcome to Staggering Stories. <laughs> Medical, Medical problems. half hour. Yeah. <laughs> Medical well, we can't talk about something. Why are you lot? No, it should, it should be called What's Up Doc. There's <laughs> <laughs> several rash down here. <laughs> Meaning to point that out for ages. We've got a. Well, I've got a rash. <laughs> we've got a medical column in the paper. But it's been going for about a year now, and we needed a title. And I went, "What's up, Doc?" And that's what it's called. <laughs> Interesting oh, point, yeah. Karen, about knobbing. Interesting point about not being left out. Oh. When we were in Cambridge, I was innocently washing my hands. Some guy finished using the toilet, washed his hands, and walked out with it out. <laughs> yeah, and I was so shocked, I didn't know whether to interrupt and say, I've noticed. You kind of would think you would have noticed it's a bit cold. <laughs> it was the mirror, it was just. Oh. While you're juicing your apples. <laughs> What's he doing? He's just juicing. <laughs> He's taking the Granny Smith. Come on, what the hell's going on when he moves it back? Squeezing its rump. Brownness. Oh, and there's a glass. There's a glass. Will the whole Granny Smith get into the glass? Squeeze it! Oh, and it's screaming! It's screaming in pain! And here comes a Bramley. It's funny. Adam's tie, Jean's top, the microphones and the walls all blend in together. <laughs> Chameleons! <laughs> oh, they are. You moved. <laughs> and so, dear listener, that's end the... No, we and, no, we don't remember how to do no. it, do we? And so, dear listener, that's the end, the end of another exciting episode, episode mystifying. podcast, mystifying. And until next time, 
Well, we'll have news, reviews, jokes over and over. We're the guys <laughs> to entertain you. Meet the gang because the boys are here. The boys to entertain you. How would you want to take us out? Oh, B O Y. Boys to entertain you. With the jazz hands. Have you finished? Yes, I finished. That was a bit of a disaster. Really. <laughs> yes, just a little one. That brings us to another. The, oh, f- <laughs> <laughs>